Jackson State, FAMU, and Tennessee State all build strengths in different ways with different starting points. Let's get into how their journey went. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember that the mic cuts off but the journey does not stop follow me on twitter at south exclusives and this journey is it's just special i think this is really the most encapsulation of journey of any episode that i've put out i i, I look at it and i say we're gonna go with three topics that seem completely separate but all weave in with one common theme and that is building up a strength And we're going to start off with Jackson State, building a strength out of a weakness. And that's what they're doing with the running game. Let's get into it because they just added this week. They added one of the most talented running backs from the MEAC. And I don't mean this guy just decided to leave or he was he had to leave. Excuse me. He decided to go and look for greener pastures. This is a guy that Delaware State would have been happy to keep. Now, Savion Wilkerson, excuse me, Savion Wilkerson. And with Wilkerson, you're looking at a guy who made first team all MEAC last year. Now, every team acknowledges that they have some improvement to do after the season. They all do it as part of the the postseason presser and everything, especially especially the preseason presses. Oh, we want to improve on this from last year. We want to do better with that from last year. We can't have this same issue rear its ugly head again. Every team is going to do it with varying degrees of success. And even as a fan, right, you're going to have varying degrees of how much effort you feel like they put in. Like Jackson State said, we need to be more committed to running. We need to be more physical in the trenches. We need to do, and that's exactly what they have done with Wilkerson. And then also another move that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So there was no, oh, maybe, or we need to do it, but we're going to try to improve the guy. No, they said we need to improve running the ball. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go get one of the most talented running backs who was at Delaware State just last year. So he understands this MEAC swag type of competition. This is not something that's foreign to him. And he played in the he's actually a sophomore, but he played in the fall and he also played in the spring. So in the fall, he had over 200 carries and he played in the spring, like I said. But he's coming in as a sophomore because that spring season eligibility. I see some people had that eligibility counted against them. I see some don't. I thought it wasn't supposed to be counted against anybody. I don't know what that's about, but he comes in with three years of eligibility and a lot of experience. He comes in with basically two years of experience. And 200 carries is is a lot. Like, I think it was like 217-ish. It was in the 210 to 220s range. This is a guy who has been at least a workhorse and has ab- absolutely um, carried a team on his shoulders for as, as far as the running game goes. 
That's what he's done at Delaware State. So he's experienced, though he's young, and he has a lot of time to grow as a player and also be at Jackson State for three more years. And this isn't the first time that he flirted with Jackson State, right? He flirted with him for a while, and now he's ready to start dating. He's ready to start going steady with the Tigers. And you're looking at a guy who he, he hopped in the transfer portal basically immediately. As soon as the season was over, I guess he had already decided, I'm not coming back to Delaware State next year. I'm going to go ahead and try my hand in the portal super, you know, where I want to go. And he decided that Jackson State was on his radar. He went to the Jackson State Prairie View SWAC championship game. He didn't commit. He didn't commit. He ended up walking on to, to West Virginia. So that's what I mean when I say he flirted. So they were there. They were a conversation. He taught he he at least thought about Jackson State before this. He went to West Virginia. I guess he didn't he didn't like it there during the spring and he decided to go ahead and leave. And now he's at Jackson State. So while he might not have committed to the Tigers during that swag championship game, at the worst, there was an impression that was made that said, you know what, this might not be where I'm going right now, but I was impressed now that I'm opening my eyes again to new opportunities I'm like, okay i'm gonna go ahead and go to jackson state because i enjoyed my time down there but it wasn't just him it wasn't just him you also have a guy willis patrick not patrick willis that's a guy who i believe should be a hall of famer that's patrick willis but we're talking about willis patrick all right out of angelo state he's an offensive lineman and i don't care how talented your running back is you got to be able to block for him and this was an issue last year and it's something that they said they were going to commit to doing. Now, a lot of times we look at the pass blocking as far as protecting the quarterback. But that goes the same with running the ball. And this was something that he did very well. Angelo State was the best running team in their conference by, I think, about 30 yards per game. And they have the only running back that was actually over 1,000 yards. And it's not as if, if it's not as if, excuse me, Patrick was just a guy. He was just a, a person who was a part of that team. No, he was the best offensive lineman on that team. He won offensive lineman of the year in their conference. First team, of course, but offensive lineman. He was listed as the best offensive lineman in his conference. That's what you're bringing. You're bringing an, an absolute mauler as far as running the ball and having, or excuse me, blocking for running the ball. And then you're bringing in one of the most exciting players and a guy who you should be really excited about because he's very young. He has experience. And a lot of times those two things just don't go together. A lot of times those two are contradictions. You're either experienced or you're young. He's young with experience due to that, that spring season and then also his heavier workload during the freshman year. These are reasons to be excited as Jackson State aims to turn a weakness in struggling in the trenches and running the ball into a strength with these two additions. Going forward, we're going to be talking about FAMU because FAMU said, look, we already know what our strength is in running the ball, but you can't never be too good at something when we're talking about football. Let's see it how they bolstered up a strength and turned it even stronger. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is the best place for all of your sports wagering. I'm talking about football, basketball. Now, I know you hear those. You say, well, basketball is on right now. You got the playoffs. I can bet on the Warriors versus Mavs. I can bet on the Heat versus the Celtic, which has really been a good specialty last game. Can't wait to see what Jimmy Butler does when he returns. We'll be listening to Locked On Heat. We'll be looking, listening to Locked On shows for that, right? 
But in the football realm, we're talking about futures. We're talking about games won. We're talking about Super Bowl winners, we're talking about conference divisional winners, all of that. If you don't want to talk about those big two, you got MLB, you got soccer, you have anything you could possibly wager on. They're all there, including your favorite Vegas casino games. They are the most versatile place, and they're also the fastest and easiest. Where to wage on all of your favorite sports, bet online, where the game starts. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. I thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, I appreciate it. And make sure that you're checking out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Today's word of the day is galump, meaning to move in a loud and clumsy way. I want to talk about fam. You were on our journey, right? We went from Jackson. Now we're going driving east and we're headed to to talk about florida a and building on top of a strength using the coaching staff now last year they were really good they're really good at running the ball we're going to keep that theme of making sure we're talking about the ground attack and running the ball they want to make sure they're keeping it a strength by adding two coaches in particular they added three coaches to the coaching staff but we're only going to highlight two of them and as a as important as adding your weakness can be because you do need to acknowledge and fix your weakness at the end of each season. It's important not to forget about adding on to a strength because you don't need to get complacent. Just because you were good at something last year doesn't mean you can take a, a relaxed attitude to improving on the next season. And that's what they're doing. They're not allowing themselves to sit back and say, well, we were good at running the ball last year. We're going to run the ball even better this year. I mean, it's easy not to get into that attitude because you're losing Bishop Bonnet, but still it's important to say we have to make sure that this continues to elevate. And actually, before we even get into the coaching staff, let's look at their 2021 campaign on the ground. And last year, the Rattlers were the fourth leading rushing attack in the SWAC, and they had Bishop Bonnet, who was the third leading rusher in the SWAC. What I think was impressive about Bonnet is the fact that his yards per carry were pretty big, or excuse me, were much greater. I'm going to say much greater. It was much greater, it was more than a yard. So much greater than the other people who are around his carries. And he had only about 158 carries, so he did not have a lot. And he played more games than some of these guys who had more carries than him. He only averaged 13 carries per game, and that was mostly because he was splitting up carries with, with Terrell Jennings. And we'll get into to Jennings's impact in a minute as well. Now, when you compare Bonnet's efficiency, right, not just talking about total volume and numbers, but we're talking about efficiency and yards per carry to everybody who had 100 carries or more. Bonnet's running away with it, pun intended. He had 6.6 .6 yards per carry. I believe the next closest was either 5.2 or 5.4. That's not close. That's a yard of a difference maybe even close to a yard and a half if it's 5.2. That is not close. And then when you look at Jennings, Terrell Jennings, who he was splitting carries with, Jennings is at 4.9. Now, these are two extremely talented backs. And what I'm about to say is in no way, you know, taken away from that. It really is just an addition. In addition to being a talented back, didn't we just talk about how you have to be able to block for these backs? And you're also going to have to have some scheme as well. We didn't talk about that with Jackson State, but you're also going to have to have some scheme in addition to all of that. 
So that comes in coaching. There's talented backs, and especially with Bonnet leaving, Jennings is still there. Um, you're getting Conley transferring in. So you're going to have some talented backs, but you also want to make sure that the coaching is still on par, especially with some losses, some big-time losses on the offensive line. So that brings us to our coaches. And we're going to start with Joseph Henry, who is the new offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. He's been at FAMU before. It's just the last three years he was taking a little sabbatical in the SEC. He went to LSU, Mizzou, um, Arkansas, his alma mater, Arkansas. and these are places that are big-time schools, and he was the offensive line coach there. When he was at FAMU, he had a bunch of positions there in his one year there. He had worked with Willie Simmons at Prairie View and FAMU, but in his one year at FAMU, he had a bunch of jobs, but one of which was the running backs coach. So as the running backs coach, we're still looking at guys who are committed to getting the running game going. We're still going with this thread. And then also, you just brought in a new running back coach and that was Marcus Wyndham who as the running back coach at Delta State had a dynamic duo that was both one of the better running backs in the conference both ranked top 10 in yards per uh per game and I think that you're looking at two guys who in addition to having Jennings in addition to having some transfers you're bringing in two coaches who can keep some continuity at least as far as on a success and skill level Right. We're at least having people who on a skill level can continue to elevate the talent that is inside the room. So that's how you build on top of a strength using the coaching staff. But first, going forward, I want to talk about building on top of a strength using players, which is the more traditional route. And that's the route that Tennessee State opted to choose. Now, before we do that, I want to talk about Rock Auto because Rock Auto is the best place for all of your car stuff, right? If you need a part, go there. I had a friend who his his side mirror just lazy, leaning forward. I'm like, man, you, you got to get that fixed. I know. I know. Well, you need to go to Rock Auto because they're 30, 50, 70 percent cheaper than these auto parts stores that you can go to. Now, when I go to the auto parts stores, I get tired of when I say, okay, this is my car. They look it up. It's only one part. Why are you only giving me one option? I like to be able to choose from things. That's what I need to do. I need to have my options in front of me, okay? That's number one. They do that. I already mentioned that it's cheaper. And then also, there's nobody rushing you. You get to sit in the comfort of your home. You can take as long hours to get this done. Take two hours and get it done because you are at home. All of those things are bonuses. So go to rockauto.com and tell them locked on. Now, how did you hear about a section? As we're wrapping up today's episode, we're going to be talking about Tennessee State, right? We're continuing our journey, talking about building strengths. We started off at Jackson, Mississippi. We, then we went east and we went to Tallahassee, Florida. You know, if I was a better driver, I probably would have realized, you know what? That's not how we should have done our map. Now we got to go back west and we're ending in Nashville, Tennessee, talking about Tennessee State and their building on top of a strength using players if you remember last segment it was just a second ago but in last segment we we're talking about building on top of a strength using the coaching staff they brought in an offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator they brought in a running back coach they have talent on the team but they did bring on this coaching because they just needed some people because scheme is important and you want to make sure that you are putting this talent in the right place so that's how you built on top of a, uh, a strength with scheme and coaching staff now we're talking about building on top using the that's the more traditional route 
I think that's what people more expect when you're talking about, oh, we're just going, we're going to get better at a position we're already good at. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and bring in another running back. And that's exactly what they did. We're keeping that same theme, running the ball and building on a strength. So let's continue on this journey as we get to our last stop. And they already had Devon Starling on the team. And you're looking at a guy who's only a freshman. That's another common thing. Jennings from FAMU was young. Starling, like I said, is just a freshman, was just a freshman. Um, he's young. And also Wilkerson, who is transferring to Jackson State, he's young. So we're looking at three really young running backs in this. Even though we didn't really focus on Jennings in part two, we're still talking about young backs who could really have a future going forward. But let's focus on Nashville, right? Let's focus on Tennessee State. And Starling had 800 care or 800 yards and he did it only as a freshman. So the future looks good. Still three years. If he wants to use all of them looks good, but you got to remember who the coach is. The coach is Eddie George. Eddie George was a running back. Eddie, we, if, if we know one coach is not going to flip the middle finger to running the ball and just say, Oh, well, we just going to air it out. I believe it's Eddie George. I firmly believe that George still believes in making sure that we run the ball and committing to running the ball. So what does he do? He has Starling, who has 800 carries, or 800 yards, excuse me, fifth in the conference, and the top two guys are seniors. So it's a really good chance he could ascend the top three if he continues, and nobody else just sneaks out in front of them in the OVC. He said, now we're going to bring in somebody else. And with that, he brings in Tony Amerson from Georgia Tech. He didn't play much at Tech. I only think he played three, four games. So he didn't play much at Tech. There's not much for us to go off of when talking about his Georgia Tech tape. But what we can do is reflect back as if he's a fresh recruit and talk about what he did in high school, because what he did in high school is dominate. He's a force. And this is the guy who is setting multiple high school records at St. James High School, had 25, 25 plus touchdowns in his junior and senior year. Has 1,600 yards his junior year. Went for 2,200 yards his senior year. Dominant. We see that. But he is the only player. This is something unique, right? I hear a lot of really good high school players. But this is something that I did not hear from a lot of people. He is the only player in his city history, Montgomery, Alabama, the only player to ever hit 5,000 yards in college. That's unique, right? That's the type of player that you are getting. And he'll probably be no more than a compliment to Starling unless Starling gets injured. I still expect Starling to be the guy. I don't expect this to be a competition, but we're talking about running the ball. We're not talking about who's going to be running back one. We're talking about the running attack. And both men should be used and really be successful. We're looking at a guy who didn't get in the game at Georgia Tech. We might see him benefit in just, you know, I expect him to have a bigger workload than he had at Tech. <laughs> so I expect that to happen. I expect him to take advantage of that happening. And let's continue, right? Running the ball has kind of been our highway. We're talking about building strengths, and this is a journey, right? So running the ball has somewhat been our highway. But you got to get off the highway at some point. You have to make an exit to get to your destination. And that exit that we're making is going to be defensive line, right? So we've been talking about running back. We've been on, on highway RB this whole time, but let's go ahead and take this defensive line exit, right? And we're talking about Austin P transfer, another one. This is the move that I was going to talk about on Friday until the whole Jackson State 
Nick Saban scandal or whatever you want to call it. I don't even call it a scandal, but soundbite happened because there's no scandal in it. It was just a talking. But um, before that happened, I was going to talk about it. And I realized that as I want to talk about things and things get pushed back, because this move did happen a little bit ago, but I want to talk about the impact of it, not just, oh, this happened. Um, timing is really funny where a lot of times when things get pushed back, I realized I, I shouldn't have talked about it then. If I would have talked about it then, I wouldn't have had this whole building on a strength segue that I could have been talking about this whole time. So I'm glad that it got pushed to this. This is great positioning for it. And we're talking about Terrell Allen. He's a defensive lineman out of the OVC, Austin P. This is the second guy to transfer over from Austin P to Tennessee State. I don't know what it is about Tennessee State. Maybe it's the close proximity. I don't know. But I do know that two players, and not two cast-offs either, that quarterback is legit. One could argue one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the conference last year. Statistically, I see it. You're looking at Allen, one of the best defensive linemen in the conference last year. These ain't Rudy Poos. These are real players who should have a big impact. And let's talk about Allen's impact on Tennessee State right now. Now, Allen was number three in sacks this year. Had five sacks on the season. And this is an addition that I feel like if you're sitting home, you're sitting up in your chair now. Like, oh, you got somebody like that. This is the type of move that I don't think there's a more valuable position on defense than defensive end. That's my personal opinion. I think cornerback is close, but I think the defensive end is the most important position and most, most influential. That's just in my opinion, right? You're looking at a guy who has inside and out ver versatility. He played defensive end at Delaware State, or not Delaware State, excuse me, at Austin Peay. But they were in a three-down lineman, so they were in a three-four base a lot of times. I think he has the ability to shift inside occasionally. I don't know if he's going to play all the time on the inside. You know, he's sitting at 275. I think that you could see him be on the outside, be on the inside. He could really just be interchangeable. Um, but this is the guy that's really good, ranked number three in the conference in sacks, right? But there's a little guy above him. Ain't a little guy at all. But there's a guy that ranks right there above him in Tadarius Patterson. He's already on Tennessee State. So now that means you're going to have a number two, the number two, and number three sack leaders on your team next year. That has the makings of being one of, Eastern Illinois still has a, they have a dominant trio. So I don't know. But you're setting up to have one of the best pass rushes in the OVC. The Ohio, the Ohio Valley Conference better watch out because Terrell Allen and Tadarius Patterson they're going to have that conference on watch out. You're going to have to be looking and making sure that I'm accounting for these guys. That's not something to play with. This is going to be a very talented pass rushing do I expect coming on from the outside. And with that contribution coming to the team, Tennessee State just got so much better on defense. And you'll see this in the running game because Allen isn't galumping through the, through the line. This, this guy's smooth and clumsy about him. He's smooth stepping. He moves very well, and I'm not about to say four. No, he plays very or moves very well. So those are the type of contributions. Running game should be better. The pass rush should be better, should be better, which is going to make the pass defense even better. Quarterbacks having to get rushed. They're not going to be able to stay on their spot, maybe moving, not even having time to get the ball off. That's how this is going to impact the Tigers going forward. Tennessee State just built on top of a strength using players so that's how we did it 
We went Jackson State building on it or making a weakness into a strength. FAMU building on top of a strength using their coaching staff. And then Tennessee State building on top of a strength by adding impact players and possibly impact players on the uh, offensive side of the ball running. This is this is this was really fun. I'm gonna say that this was really fun for me. Just going from Jackson to Tallahassee to Memphis, I had a great time. I hope you did as well. And continue making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure that you're checking out one of our conference shows: Locked on ACC, Locked on SEC, Locked on Big Twelve, Locked on Pac-12. Check check out how five are doing with some of our amazing hosts that are experts and in the meantime in between time if you're looking for me you know where you can find me you can find me on twitter at south exclusives until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace